Hola, hola, mi gente. I'm Jessica Yanez, and this is the Wine and Chisme podcast. A podcast created to amplify voices and share the stories of people from BIPOC communities doing remarkable things. All while sipping on a glass of wine. So welcome to your new Wednesday. The Wine and Chisme Wednesday. So, Brenda, thank you for having us. No, thank you for being here, you guys. Very pleasure to have you guys to come to this project that is barely starting here in, in Valle Guadalupe. Something very different how we always used to see how it's been growing so much. So we're very excited to have you guys here. Yes. So tell us about the name because the name and the logo, it's very, I'm very drawn to it. (laughs) But I want to know why you, where you came up with the name and with the logo. Okay. First of all, the owner here from this project, his name is Cesar Reyes. He's from El Salvador. Right now he lives in, in the States and he's a winemaker. He makes wines in the United States, and also, too, he makes wine here in Mexico. He has this project. I call him like that. He's a doctor to the wine, okay? <laughs> when I'm saying doctor to the wine, he fixed, you know, wine that it went bad in the process and the fermentation. So he helped wineries to remove, in Spanish, called volatil, which is one of the things that the wine is not right to have because like berry acid. So he helps, like, to fix those wines. When he came down to Mexico, he started with that project, but he, he seemed the potential that I was here in, in Valle. He's like, you know, I want to make some wine here. Why not making wine? He was already making wine in the States, but uh, he's like, no, we have to make something here because, you know, Valle has a lot of potential, a lot of quality grape is growing here. Why not process wine? So right now he's making only red wines, not white wines or rosé. He's starting only for We're red. okay with reds. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> like I said, he's from El Salvador. So when he got here, he saw the junior, the house that people, like he said, Mexican people had respond with him, like very friendly. So sea cal. It's a Dios, Sacar, an Azteca. The moment when he got there, like it helps like to get like to get union. Yeah, bring people together. Yeah, together, like friendship, like you don't have to be from another side. I mean it doesn't matter if you're from another side, you could be from everywhere and everybody's gonna receive you good, no? So it's like a representing the, the union uh how it's in different cultures and you know how they're friendship each other. So he named it Vino Seacal in honor of that part. So he went to very Mexican thing. As you see the the logos, the labels that we have, it's like very like Azteca, you know. Yes. And then, uh, and that's what I was going to say, but I was like, what if it is not a stack? But that's what I was like. <laughs> yeah, so he wanted to make, like, something very different. He makes only more single rivals than, than blends. So all his labels, they have, like, the, the face, the sticker with the name only of the grape. And we're coming up with new labels, which are the... Well, we have one that uh, you really like, Ella, mm-hmm. the Sarape. So it's something very from in here from Mexico. He also makes uh, brandy, and then we have these ones, like, look, you see these logos, like, very Mexican. This is coming up. It's not ready yet, but it's it's coming up. 
he wanted to make something like very different, like usually it's here, but with the touch of what it's in Mexico. So yeah, right now, like I said, it's only making um, red wine. Yeah. Well, let's get started. Yeah, right here, you guys are going to try five different wines. One of the wines that you're starting with, it's going to be Lambrusca. Lambrusca, it's known from Italia. So um, here in Mexico, we have a part if it's Nebbiolo Mexicano or Nebbiolo from Italy. So he wanted to show people that, I mean, you don't necessarily have to call Nebbiolo. I mean, it could be Lambrusca, you know? Mm -hmm. So usually Nebbiolos or Lambruscas from um, Italia, they're very light, very easy to drink. They're not heavy as much Nebbiolos are here. So we're going to try here two types of different wines, Lambrusca, like from Italy, and then Nebbiolo here from Valle. Okay. So the first one that you guys are having, it's Lambrusca. Okay. Yeah, this is going, uh, it's a very young wine. We only pass it 10 months in a barrel. So the barrels that he uses, it's French barrel, but it depends on the wine he's making. It depends on the toes that he's going to use. Okay. This one on the Lambrusca, we only make, pass it very short time in barrel, and we only have it in a barrel, like in a medium toast barrel. So if, if you right now, if you guys grab your glass. Salud, salud. I said we cuatro. Oh, shucks. Oh, you got to try with oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it does smell really light on yeah. those, too. Once you guys were coming, we opened the bottle so I could let it breathe because they were they were closed. So, yeah, it's a very, um, very young wine. Uh, as you see, the alcohol, it doesn't attack you. It's yeah. like, you know, fruits, but they're like very soft fruits, like going like mature fruits. One of the things here also too, Cesar makes here in his wine, he leaves <coughs> the wine in the bottle. Because sometimes here, when the wine gets very popular or people start knowing about the wine, they don't give the chance to leave it more time on bottle. So he's one of the things that he has. He want to take care of the part and he only makes about one barrel, two barrels for each different label. Oh, this is good. Yeah. It's a, this is really good. It's really light. Very. If you're not somebody who's a big red wine drinker, this is really good to like start with. Yeah. Because it's really light. It's not going to punch you in the face like a tempranillo or a cab or something like that. And it's really, and it's still really fruity. Mm -hmm. At the end, it has like a little structura. Yeah, that's what I was like going to ask you about. Yeah, but it's not a heavy one, you know? Yeah. You could feel the barrel. Mm -hmm. You could feel the barrel, the, the toast of the barrel, but it's not like something is going to punch you like, ay, está bien fuerte, you know? Yeah. Like very acid. I think it's a very good structure that you it has. You mentioned you opened the bottle in advance? Yeah, yeah before, we before we you guys yeah. were coming because I wanted, I like... Um, because this one it does to let him breathe. different from last time I had it. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah, because it was it's just better, yeah. Yeah, when you guys came, I was just opening the bottles. Uh -huh. Yeah, because I was, like, in the second group. How long did you leave the bottle open for? Ay, ya quiero llegamos aquí como a las 12, digamos. So I think it has, like, an hour. Okay, that that's not yeah. bad. Yeah. I mean, I always try and aerate my wines anyways. Yeah. Because you do taste the difference when you, when you just pop it open versus even, like, 15 minutes letting it. 30 minutes, an hour. Yeah. Like you can actually taste the difference as the oxygen has hit it and everything like yes. that. Yeah. This is really good. Yeah, I think it's the wine for the day that you could drink it. Like, you know, sometimes this, yeah. you want to have this like a glass. This is what I call popcorn wine. Popcorn. Like Netflix wine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because I love having wine and popcorn, right? Yeah. And so this is like what I call popcorn wine. It's a very easy wine that I could sit there and have some popcorn with. Yeah. And then, oh my gosh, the bottle's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You said it's an Italian wine. Like, does that mean he brought... 
some vines from Italy? Did no, you know? actually, he buys the grape. Uh -huh. So he don't have a vineyard yet. He just buys grapes. Oh, okay. And, so where did he, so yeah. he bought the grapes from Italy? The, the clone, or the, yeah. the, it was from Italy. So okay. that's what he named it also to Lambrusca. Yeah. yeah. And the Nebbiola that we're going to try, they said it was from here, so he keep it as a name, Nebbiolo. So he wanted to show you guys the difference between a Lambrusca and Nebbiolo. So yeah. right here we're saying that you're trying more like a Italy versus to a yeah. Mexican. Uh, well, Venice. no, I mean, that makes sense, right? Because obviously those types of wines are old world wines, mm -hmm. which old world wines tend to be named after the areas that they're in versus the actual grape that's being used. And here we use... The great the names of the grapes that are yeah. being used. So to be able to differentiate, like this is more these grapes are from Italy, and then these grapes are from Valle. It's kind of a good way to differentiate those two. Yeah, and you know it's very interesting because here in Mexico, if you would name if you would tell them, oh we have a Lambrusca, they might think it's a Lambrusco. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. so like no, I don't drink that wine. You know. Yeah. You know, sometimes we start with Lambrusco when we start, you know, drinking wine when we, we don't know about wine or we want something more soft, sweet, something we sweet, go to Lambrusco. Yeah. So when you're saying, and oh, I don't like Lambrusco because it's too sweet. For yeah. Me. So when mm -hmm. they say, oh Lambrusca, Lambrusca is like, huh? You make Lambrusco? We don't like Lambrusco, but they, you know, they get yeah. confused of, of the yeah of the two. Those type of two different wines, but yeah, this is something more different. But like I said, it's like the synonym of the Nebbiolo. It's a really soft, kind of like it's you can still kind of see through it too. Yeah, it's because the Italian wines, like if you try Italian Nebbiolo, it's a very light. Like I was telling uh, Liliana earlier that ni la mano te puedes ver, you know, so muy muy transparente. Yeah. So it's not like they don't have a dark, heavy color. So yeah, yeah. It's, so it's interesting. It's interesting to find, you know, these type of wines here in Valle because. You always used to try, not the same taste, but like como, como la insignia de, del valle, no? Mm -hmm. Mucha fruta, a lot of red fruits, yeah. you know? And so find different wines. I think it's like, you know, eso te transforma como conocer un poquito más dentro de, no? And it's just got a good balance of not being too sweet, mm -hmm. but not being like super puckery dry, like you would get from a cab or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's a good balance of it. Con un pattern of cheeses, pig sour, like you said, the puff, popcorn. Yes. You know? So, yeah, it would be yes. very, very, yeah. This is definitely, that's why we say we call it a popcorn. Me and my yeah. fiance call it a popcorn. And you know, we make a very small production. The cases that you see in the last line, that we, they're about 20, 23 cases, that's it, what we have. We don't have any more. Oh, So wow. this wine, we only have them here and right here. We don't have them on the other side. It's only here. So if people want to come try to taste the wines, they have to come here. Yes. That's yeah. It. Yeah. This is and a it's spot. A, just so you guys know, it's a long, bumpy road, but <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, just from this wine, and I can't wait to try the others, this was worth it. It's worth it. It was worth it. <laughs> yeah. It was worth it. <laughs> no, and plus the place, you know, you're surrounded by trees, you're near to the mountain, so. And you know what I like, because I'm uh, Londres, like, there's no signal there, but I like when there's no, like, because then you can really be present, yeah. right, with your familia or tus amigos, you can really just kind of have that experience without being on your phone the whole time. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, you get out from everything and... You know, you don't have your phone right there. That is all ringing messages and, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's interesting. I mean, and we like this spot, you know, where we found it too. Because one of the things that we want to show you guys, we want to show you all the quality that we're making, that we're having. Mm -hmm. I want you guys to enjoy what we're making, you know. Because, like I said, the production is very small. So, 
uh, the winemaker Cesar Reyes, he said that he want to keep something like that. He wants mm-hmm. people to find a spot where I always be like that, like something very small, yeah. you know? And, and this one, you know, I almost tasted like uh, not like a fully ripe plum. Like just under a fully ripe plum is mm-hmm. one of the notes I was getting from it. But it's so light and so, oh my gosh, I really like this. Yeah, very, very light. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Mario? It's good. It um, had pie-like undertones. I was thinking blueberry, a little, like a little blueberry as well. Has a, a flavor of um, the tartness of rhubarb. The rhubarb. I, I was trying to figure out what that flavor was, but I've never really, but I've had like a little bit of rhubarb, but it does have tartness towards the end. Okay, and this is the neviolo. This is, no, we're having the tempranillo. Oh, okay. How I'm giving the you guys. No. Yeah. Well, because she said she was going <clears> to <throat> give us the neviolo too. No, you guys are trying the neviolo. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but how I'll give you guys the wine is like kind of to the lightest one, to the heaviest one. Mm-hmm. But the the last one, you're going to be very surprised to the last one. See, yeah. don't tell her anything. Yeah. Salud. 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 Happy New Year's. Happy New Year. What's today? I don't even know what's today. <laughs> today is a good day. Today, today, yeah. today is a good day. You're right. Yeah. That's what the day is. Oh, this is still really light on the nose, too. Yeah, this is going to be our tempranillo. This is only also to 100% tempranillo. With this one, we pass it more time in barrel. This is 12 months in a, in a barrel. Smells like pancheta for some really? reason. Well, I smell like once I really, <laughs> I smell a little bit more earthiness, a little bit more like a saltiness, like See. yeah, uh-huh. como pancheta, yeah. a little bit of even like the Italian cuts. See, but you know what? I will say this: I really do tend to like the from Valle, mm-hmm. and there's a couple others that I like, but I'm not a huge. But I do tend to like the tempranillos from Valle that mm-hmm. taste. You know, it's very interesting because in some point. El tempranillo was a very famous grape here in Valle. Mm-hmm. Y de repente, everything, not everything was gone, but there's only a few wineries now that they have tempranillo. Really? Yeah, tempranillo, I would say it's kind of on certain part delicate grape. Uh-huh. I think the weather has been changed. Sometimes it's kind of be affecting tempranillo. So who has tempranillo is because of the soil they have is very adapted to it. Where they have it, the weather, because you know how here in Valle Guadalupe, we have near the ocean. Yeah. So depending on the area you are, it's how it's going to be the plant adapted to those part of the weather or, or soil. But, yeah, it's it's very interesting because now many few wineries, they don't have tempranillo. What I know that who has tempranillo, I think it's Relieve, Montechanic, Santo Tomás, Santo Tomás. I think in Rubio has tempranillo. I think Benacaba. So there are, like, very few few wineries. But back in the days, I remember, like, I don't know, like, nine, ten years ago, Everybody has tempranillo, and everybody would call it. Ah, oh, you guys call it tempranillo because you guys harvest early. But no, it, it, you know, it's, yeah. this grape it comes from Spain, <laughs> but it's not because we have harvest early. I mean, ooh, this know. has a very like smoky. Yeah, this is very different to the Lambrusca. It exactly has more like taste of, of the barrel, more yeah. the smoky, the you know the. How can I say? Cuando hueles esa madera, you know how yeah, it yeah. gives the taste. Yeah. yeah, it has that. What do you think? You think? Can you taste the smokiness of it? But, uh, you can't taste the smokiness of it? I, if I taste the smokiness, I wouldn't like it. Really? But like you know what? Okay, so this is one of the, this is what I always say. This is the beauty of wine because it's very subjective. Everybody has their own taste buds. Everybody tastes something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. 
everybody take you know so but because that was the first thing I tasted was this, but I like that taste. Hay un I dicho like que dicen. There's a thing that they said. The best wine is the wine that you like. I say that all the you time. Know? See. You know? They said it's that best of the wine. But then there's another one they say. Okay. But also, too, if a hard ride is the process of wine, que también está procesado el vino. Yeah. Because sometimes it might have a defect or something, and we might know about a lot about wine, and because it has, <coughs> I don't know, probably like something sweet, but it has a kind of bad taste, but we have a nice taste because it's sweet. They're like, oh, it's a very good wine. But they're like, nah, that wine is not good. You know, it has a sugar, something else, uh, it has a, like a defect because kind of smell good and everything. But... It's when we have to learn, like, how the wine is processed and if it's correctly processed the yes. wine. Yeah. How, what do you think, or what, how does it make you feel when people call Valle the Napa of, of Mexico? What I hear a lot, they're like, this is how it used to be Napa back in the day, back in the years, mm -hmm. how it started, you know? Me that I'm in the industry, in the industry that I see when people come from the States, they come here to Valle, they're like, they get very surprised because... Valle, if you compare it to Napa, we're very small. Mm -hmm. You know, Napa's huge, and then they have all kind of, I mean, they have very good, they grow very well grapes and Chardonnay and all kind of thing. So they get very, very surprised. But what I hear a lot, they're like, um, this is how Napa starts. We hope it don't get like Napa. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this is remind, this honestly does remind me because I, you know, have the relationships with a lot of Latino-owned wineries. Uh-huh. And a lot of them are like this, very similar, very small, micro, you know, uh, micro wineries, micro vineyards and stuff like that. And it's still, I still get that feeling from them. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Because I think there's also a difference in when it's small, more attention is paid to the process. You can almost taste the love of everything that kind of goes into it because it's not these huge vats of, of these huge, huge productions and everything just takes more time, and you can tell. Yeah. Like, you can tell the difference. Uh, there's, there hasn't been any of the wine, except the dessert wines. I'm not a big dessert wine person, um, but there hasn't been really any of the Latino-owned wineries in the U.S., and, and not really many here, that I haven't liked because of that. And that's why I tell Alondra when we come here, I'm like, I want to make sure we're going to Latino-owned wineries. Mm -hmm. Because there's also a difference of the appreciation of the land. And yes. The appreciation of what's happening here versus somebody who doesn't know about the culture, doesn't know about the land, doesn't know about the people, saying, oh, I'm just going to buy a winery and buy it and do whatever mm -hmm. I want to do. And you can taste the difference in that, too. Yes, yes, totally. You know, I'm with you with that. It's when people also, too, they come down and they're like, which winery you recommend me? I'm like, okay, what do you want? You want something more special? You want picture? You want view? What do you want, you know? Here, what I see in a lot of different wineries, I mean, you could have the money and whatever, and it's not just to come and put a vineyard and have a nice winery, you know? It's the passion that you have to make wine because esta bebida, it's a respect, you know? Yeah. It's something to enjoy, to disfrutarla, este, to see what it has, to taste and everything. So people that they doing that, that they have passion, what they're doing, that they have love, the paciencia, because this is not like a business. I mean, yeah. this is, you know, I'm very into that, that part. And what's, it's happening here, too, you know, their passion, what, what they're making. Yeah. yeah. No, you have to have that patience because yeah. wine is not an overnight thing. Si, no, si, si. 
mean, because look at even this. Let's see, this varietals from 2017. <coughs> you just and this one, this the cap is 2017 as well. Yeah, yeah, they're all kind of all vines that we have. Mm -hmm. I would say, I mean, besides with the wines that we see right now. But like I said earlier, we leave the wine in the bottle. We give them time age on the bottom. So do you guys do the same thing here as in the state? Like in the states, you can't put the year unless it's all from the same year. You know, the thing that if they have here in Mexico, there's not any law. No, no, no. No, no. So you really and have why? to be in, in love with it because you want to do it right. Yeah. There's not. But the thing here in Mexico, like if you do a Harvest Cabernet 2017 with the Merlot, if it's 80% Cabernet Sauvignon and 20 Merlot, you could call it straight up Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah, I think it's the same in the U.S. In the U.S., U.S. uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but right there, you have to, I think you have to put the yeah, percentage. Put the, yeah, yeah. and here, it only says Cabernet, you know? But you have to put the, the, the yeah, the percentage. One other thing what he wants to is to trust me to show, like, characteristics of each different variety. Mm -hmm. So what I know right now, that time that I've been working with them, Everything is straight up because I've been seeing back of the bottles how they be making and everything. So where they process the wine, well, part of the wine, it's on uh, Monte Chanique. Yeah, because we don't have like a fabric or something. Yeah. As you see, this is very small. Like, for example, we have the red blend. If you see them back on the label, it don't even says what grape it has. <laughs> you know? So, it's just a red blend. Yeah, it's a red, red, it's a red blend, you know? But uh, in other one. places, I mean, you do have to... Oh, my gosh, it had, it's like lifted. See? Like, it's a beautiful bottle. You have to put that percentage <laughs> of each different grape. Last time, you guys tried Merlot. See, ¿sí, verdad? We tried Merlot. Yeah, okay. Because the last group, they didn't try Merlot. Because we haven't bring everything. We need to bring all the wine and everything. We have it in uh, different cellars, so we have to bring everything. And I think I only had like three or four bottles. And it was gone, and we didn't have any more for taste. And I was like, Ay, sorry, we don't have Merlot, but you guys have got, got to try it. Ooh, we get the Merlot. <laughs> Wine break. Time to refill that glass and come back for more Wine and Cheese Minute. Okay, so we're going to do a Nebbiolo. All right. Now we're doing the Nebbiolo. Now we're doing the Nebbiolo. Now we're doing the Nebbiolo. Salud, salud. Salud, 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 and it's the smell, the aroma is gonna be totally different. Oh, to the it's totally. So if you were doing a blind tasting, you would imagine like if there was a bottle. Let's say this is Nebbiolo from Italy and Nebbiolo from Mexico, you know? So you will see the different characteristics of each different type of wine. Yeah. And also you can see all the bottles have the Yeah, the, the wax. Yeah. Yeah, which there's we were talking last time about that. That many in Valle, they don't use wax. They only use it more and uh, they use more this one. Well, I don't know how to say in English, but in Spanish like it's casquillo. The foil, the foil. The foil, okay. Usually it's more typical here. Yeah. You see wax when you have a premium wine, mm -hmm. you know, a Magnum bottle or something more premium. So on this one, what's it called? All his bottles are in wax, everything. This one we haven't like that because this is an example of the label that he's yeah. bringing out. It's and beautiful. It's yeah. a beautiful label. 
But uh, what's it called? Yeah, one of the things that, and everything that's, I always said, Harmen, hecho en mano. Because it's also a little bit more dry, too. Like, you can, like, yeah, yeah. Like I was saying earlier, Neviolos from here for Valle, they're a little more intense, more, more high, more, more tannics, I always said. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, all his labels, they're different. But only the premium wines, he has the, the type of different material. Mm -hmm. But all of them, they have all, all wax. I know that there's been, like, there's been cork shortages and everything. Have you guys found that for you in regards to the corks for the bottles? Like, have that has that impacted you at all as far as bottling or anything? As yeah. far as the corks, the cork shortage? Oh, because they say there's there's no more trees or? No, there's, but that there's, like, there, it's a shortage because there's, more wineries popping up yeah. using the natural. I know some places are using the the synthetic quirks. Oh yeah. Oh, I they're mean, using just, another one called uno mas uno, last plus one. It's mitad mitad half and half. Oh. It's the half. It's um agglomerado. This one, like we said, the bottom is natural. Then in the middle, it's agglomerado. And then the other one is like natural. Oh, so they're using yeah, that. Right now they're, they're doing different kind of corks. They're doing the natural one, agglomerado, the synthetic. They're like five different ones. Yeah, I yeah. will say as somebody who, because I don't want to go through an entire bottle for each podcast I mm -hmm. record, right? So I have a Coravin. Okay. They don't work on synthetic corks. Uh -huh. It only works on natural corks. And I accidentally didn't realize that one of the bottles that I had had a synthetic cork. So I used the Corvid, and then when I popped it open a little bit later, it had gone so bad. Mm. It turned brown. It was so gross. But I was only taking it's pictures. Yeah. But, like, you can only use something like a Coravin, like a wine preservation system. You can only use with natural corks. It's because, you know, it, it, this is, aquí um, depende del vino that you're doing, depending on the style you're, going, yeah. you're doing. For example, from another winery is that they don't, wines that they don't pass to barrels, that they only keep in the tanks, or wines they only, because there's wines they only, red wines they only keep in the tanks, they, they use synthetic or agglomerado. They use those, those type of, of corks. But when you're doing more like a premium wine, you have to use more a natural, a natural wine. Because it, their wines is to keep a more long time on bottle. So, si es algo que... Yeah. Si o si es, yes or yes, you have to yeah, have that. I could yeah. see that. I could see if you're... But I'll just say it was... Now. I was taking pictures and it smelled so bad. Yeah. You can't tell. Yeah. I was good at acting like it smelled good. <laughs> <laughs> I was In like, my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I think now we don't have no problems. I mean, not yet. Todavía no. I think because we are very small producer, I would say. It was a little more hard. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because they were not sending anything and that yeah, was crazy. But I think right now we're having any problems with that. Yeah. Oh, I really like the Tempranillo. I'm still, I just... No, the Neviolo. Yeah, the Neviolo. <laughs> we already had the Tempranillo. I like yeah. the Neviolo because... These two are still sipping, and I was like, mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. It is. What I like about their wines, the last time I had them, is I feel like each wine has, like, a lot of personality, you know? Like, you can distinguish one bottle from the others versus other wineries. Their wines taste, like, similar mm -hmm. sometimes, but this one, I feel each of them have, like, a, a really strong personality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's what I like about this. Yeah, their wines, like you said, they have a strong personality, 
but at the end they keep that fruity part, sí. you know? Tiene esa parte como afrutado, esa equilibrización, pero tiene esa parte, ese potencial con la estructura presente, que son vinos que los puedes acompañar con comidas, o sea, pueden ser solos o con comidas, pero los sigues disfrutando. Yeah, that's yeah. the other thing that I like, that I feel that it's a wine for someone that's <coughs> like starting, but ready to jump to the yeah. next stage of like of wines, but at the same time, It's very good, like, a, it has a lot of balance, full body. There's a lot of character for, yeah. in these wines, too, for mm -hmm. sure. It's not, that's honestly one of the reasons I love smaller productions, is because they can also play with it a little bit more. They also, like, you know, it's going to taste, a, I mean, obviously, every wine tastes a little bit different, because every winemaker does things their own way and everything. But I just feel like with smaller productions, mm -hmm. when you're such a large, when it's such like a large one, you have to do things the same because people like it that way. And if it changes just a little bit, people are like, wait, this is not my wine, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But with smaller, like Vintners and smaller productions, you have that capability to play with it a little bit more, try something a little bit different, be a little bit more adventurous. And I think a lot of times it pays off because it is different. People do fall in love. And, and then they're willing to try other things mm -hmm. because they're like, oh, this is not what I expected. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's why find these little joyitas <laughs> that we said. Okay, now so I pour the Merlot. The Merlot. Salud. Yeah. Salud, salud. Salud, salud. Yeah, okay, so this is only 100% Merlot, okay? Usually Merlot, we have them here in Valle as a position, like very light, easy to drink. Merlot is a type of grape that they use a lot of blends, especially when it has Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc, Shiraz. You know, you, yeah. you, they use it like to a little bit reduce more intense, the high mortality that usually those grapes give to, the, to that wine. In my opinion, for me, Merlot, I was like, I don't, I don't like Merlots. The Merlots that I know here, yeah. you know? I was like, no, because it's a very flat wine, very easy to drink. I think Merlot you know? gets a bad rap. Yeah. I think Merlot gets a, what do you, like, I think it does, especially after that movie Sideways. <laughs> like, you know, he just trash talks Merlot the entire time. Yeah. But, and then everybody thinks, like, they watch one film, and everybody thinks they're a wine professional, uh -huh. right? Like, oh, I need Pinot Noir. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Merlot, for me, it was like, nah, like, I wouldn't consider for me my favorite grape or anything. But then when I tried this Merlot, I was like, ay. This is Merlot. Are you honest with this? This is straight out Merlot. Because, it's a little sweet, too. Because it has the sweetness, but it's like not the typical Merlot. It's like yeah. a little bit intense. It's a little bit dry. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little. little. So I, when I went to New York, I went to RGNY. Rivero Gonzalo, their oh. wineries. The daughter broke away. She has her own winery in Long Island, in the North Fork of Long Island, called RGNY. And I tasted a couple of the grapes. My favorite grape off the vine was the Merlot grape. Mm. It was so good. But those ones, they're very smooth, right? So smooth. Yeah. So smooth. And then they had a 100% Cab Franc. Uh, oh, I love Cabernet. Oh, my God, I love. Oh, But you find so good Cabernet good. Franc. You know who has a good Cabernet Franc? I like to share here because we're friends in Valle. <laughs> Viña de Frenes in Chetocamu, sí. they have a very good Cabernet Franc. Really? Muy okay. bueno. Uh -huh. Yeah. 
Because uh, my fiance, he's a bar manager. Uh -huh. And he's like, oh, I don't like Cab Franc. That's a blending wine. And then when I got that one and I had him taste it, he was like, this is not Cab Franc. I'm like, yeah, he thought it was so good. Mm -hmm. It was so good. También tienen un Cabernet Sauvignon eh, vinificado como proceso de blanco en Rivera González y está muy... Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. I've not been to there. I've only been to the daughters in New York. I haven't been to... I haven't tasted uh -huh. there. Sí, son diferentes las etiquetas en Estados Unidos y en México. Yeah. Uh -huh. Sí, pero creo que lo, what they do, they don't leave the contact, the, la, la, la piel no la dejan, uh -huh. ¿no? It's no, like no, they, they get uh -huh. all the use. They, ¿cómo se llama? Extraen todo el jugo and that's yeah, what they, they just, use. Just, but it's a very interesting what they do and yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. What I like about Cabernet Franc is they always gave me like a, como a hint of roses or soap. I don't know. I think it's like a bouquet on, <laughs> on I didn't glass. get soap from that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now when I, now, like, I'm not, not, not going to be soap. soap. Okay, no, I <laughs> didn't. We're elegant now. I'm like the smell. There's like, oh, yeah. Soap, yeah, something there. And I love roses, so <laughs> I like how it smells. Oh, me too. <laughs> I love roses a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And but again, it does have a little bit of the the smoky, just slight, just a slight smoky. Yeah. On this one yeah, well. but at the end, you see how they leave you like the kind of that toast of the barrel, like yeah. Esa parte. The dry business, yeah. you know, and it's something, not smooth, but it's something you could hold it, you know? Yeah, because it's not, I mean, I, I love dry wines. I don't mind the, you know, having that pucker at the end, but this is just very slight, yeah. like just enough. Yeah. You know? And I want to say something else. He's not a huge fan of uh, red wines, and he's enjoying this. Mario! I want to hear your opinion. It's the first time you buy it with me, so I like uh -huh. it. See? You have to come to buy it with me. want to hear your opinion so far. I, it, it's hard. Mostly because I don't have the language to actually describe like what it is that is going on, and that's a big part of like the wine culture. Mm -hmm. But it, but you're the fact that you're you're not familiar with those things is what why I want your well. <laughs> you don't why need, you put me on that? You don't need to know those things because most people most people that go to wineries don't know those things, mm -hmm. right? They just know what they like and what they don't. They just know oh I like this I don't like this oh they get educated. This is how they get educated, right? It's not necessarily coming and knowing all of the things. I'm still learning, right? I'm still learning because you'll never know everything about wine. There's all these But I love the fact that you're willing to try it. Yeah. Because so many people are like, I don't like red wines. And then it's todo. They don't want to try it. They're done. So the fact that you're trying it and you actually are finding out you're enjoying something. Y ahora ya que te regañaron, di que... <laughs> <laughs> Como dijo, todos son percepciones. Sí. Yeah. Yeah. Exactamente. What even is reality? Yeah, I'm not really, like, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's tart, it's a little fruity, like, not, it, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's sweet, but, like, it does have the, the first couple of t notes are, like, a little bit on the sweeter side. It's like, right when it hits your lips, it goes, it's a little sweet. And then and it pops. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's it. That's the tea. <laughs> Tell me, what That's I said, I like it. I love it. <laughs> That's the vino. That's the chisme. That's what we say here. Yeah. That's the chisme. That's not the tea. <laughs> but it is. It's just a little, like, just enough sweet when you just first, and then it just, as it coats your tongue, it, like, changes. Yeah. 
I know say I don't know if I'm about to get hungry, but you know, with the very good steak, you know, like or unas codornices asadas. Oh, or incluso yeah. with the con un pulpo asado adobado. Oh, oh, we just had breakfast and you're making me hungry all over again. <laughs> you know, we were talking early with Eliana. We have more plans. And you guys are into our plans. Let me know you guys. <laughs> um we want to because we have some labels that we want to present. Like I said, we make a very small production, and we want to keep it like that, something, you know, more good quality. So we wanted to have, because we have very planned space here to make different kind of things. We want to have, like, a nice food court, pairing food, with to presenting our new labels of wine. Ooh, yeah. well, you better have invited us. I'm no, you guys are going to be invited us, yeah. Because, and, and, you know, we want to be, because you guys were the first ones to come here to... This project that is, is starting, so for us, it's very exciting for us, I mean, to come and, you know, do this part because it's something that is, it's new, you know, and want to people que lo empiece a reconocer, you know? So we have some plans to do, like, a, a presentation of labels or wine, but for that, like, we should make a nice dinner. I'm going to show you guys a place right now where it could be, and it's like, ah, oh, have wine, nice core, Pairing food with wine, oh my God, it's, it's oh, amazing. Yeah. Because uh, there's some labels that are coming out. We don't have them. Oh yeah, I do have them. It's um, Syrah. This is the premium wines are oh, coming. Yeah, I saw these. Yeah, the Syrah. Well, they're different harvests. One is 2019 and the other one is 2018. And then presenting another one. Ah, El Sarape that you took. Yeah, ah, yeah. Wait, is there so, one that I cannot open before my Yeah, birthday? you have wait, to wait. So yeah, yeah, this one. Yeah. Maybe you could do the presentations a lot of labels. When is it? An April? <laughs> it's an April? Yeah. But we've we planned something to do with it's either April, March, or around okay, there. Well, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to have to promise. get with you guys because for my wedding, you know, we're going to need one. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be reaching out to all my sí, sí, peoples sí. and stuff because, yeah, I'm getting married in a few months. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just felicidades. Yo, that's right. Ya vimos el vestido and she looks Oh, yeah? I'll show you, I'll show you. Oh, nice. Off camera, so. Yeah, off camera. Yeah. No, and why not having wine? I mean, this is what you like too, right? Yes. No, yeah. I mean, I love it. And I definitely am somebody who, because we were talking, like, everybody has a different palate. Everybody likes different things. Wine's so subjective. So I won't ever say, like, this wine is bad unless it's, like, badly like you know unless it goes bad or something mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right because then you're like oh that's bad this wine went bad but it's more like i'm not a fan of this but if you like these types of things you might be a fan of yeah it. because i think it's so important to like you were saying the best type of wine is the one that you like, like i've had yeah. people on the podcast say i get all embarrassed they're like, oh, all I have is barefoot. And I'm like, do you like it? Then that's all that that's counts. That's so good for you, yeah. That's all that yeah. counts, if you like it. Yeah. Well, I, so don't, don't like a little shade there. Well, that's just the first one that came <laughs> okay. to mind. Yeah. Like, you know, unless they had, like, night train or something like that. Box wine. No, they, hey, there's actually some pretty good box wines now. Box wines are not uh, really? like they used to be. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I've never updated my mental model on that. <laughs> but if they have, what's the, um, like Strawberry Hill, I'd be like, okay, are you 15 years old? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on the Strawberry Hill. Yeah. <laughs> no boons. That's the one thing I won't accept. You can't have boons on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's not allowed. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're a baby. That's because you're a baby. That was most of our first 
experiences with, with wine. wine. <laughs> when I'm going to say wine was Boone's Farm, Strawberry Hill. I'm going to stop you right there. Where people that this, I don't know what it would be. <laughs> we were talking about Joey. I don't Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, but how was it? This Merlot, very interesting, right? Mm -hmm. To another Merlot? Yeah, it is. Yeah, if you guys, right now, if you guys are going to another winery and you got the opportunity to try a single Merlot, try it. Because you're going to see all totally different Merlots. I, like I said, I was very surprised when I tried this Merlot. I was like, oh, you know? Yeah. It, for no, me, I it's like a body. It, it does, like I said, it almost it takes you on a little journey. Yeah. With how it tastes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts out sweet and then it's just like a look in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah, and then it gives you like the drive is now at the at the end, right? Okay, so now we're going for the last one. Well, not the last one, because it could not be the last one. <laughs> never be the last. Never be the last one. This the is going to be a cab, right? This is going to be a cab. We leave this one to the end. It's a very different cabernet that we always used to, to taste or to know here in this region. It's not like a, a little like a peppers yeah we have more here like mature fruits a little bit of spices yeah i definitely smell the spices we have the part of the fruit muy muy madura mm -hmm. tenemos como encontramos un poquito lo compotado lo compotado perdón de, del cap de, de la fruta well, i want to leave it at the very end because i know for sure if yeah we give this one the first it's gonna be have taste different for you guys yeah okay yeah. salud so <laughs> So this is a Cabernet 2017. Eliana is really like just a bird. <laughs> she's like, I'm really just a taste. <laughs> yeah. She's going to be with us here. So we're very happy to have oh, her. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. So she's she's with us starting with this new, this new project. I've never had a cab like this. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's sweet. I always said yes. it's sweet. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sweet. Wow. So, so when you say, I don't like sweet wine, I know what you mean about single wine, but I was like, but this cabernet is going to get you surprised. Yes. This tastes almost like a dessert wine. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. No, and then we have the little port. Do you try Like, yeah, I can I handle this as a Like, this is the most I would be able to handle as a dessert wine. Yeah. Right? And the port is not that sweet either, so I think it's... Yeah. You want? You guys want to try that? I mean, we're here yeah. to help promote you guys and to taste everything. <laughs> Why not? Who would I be to say no? Yes. <laughs> It's, uh, well, right now when you try it, but it's a very different, different, different port. Yeah, and if you guys want at the end with the port, we go sit down where I want to show you guys where we want to have something like a food or something. Mm -hmm. I'll show you guys. And then, and yeah, so you guys could know a little bit, know the place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this was very, you're right. Yeah. This was very unexpected. Yeah. Because normally, you know, a cab is a lot, this isn't even as heavy as a normal no. cab either. Like, no. a cab is normally heavy, you're going to want it with a big something very bold you don't have to have something very super bold with this one either. at first you have that sweetness you know mm -hmm. that's tú como sí, super facilito dulcecito vamos a usar esa palabra pero es mucho la parte la los frutos compotados muy maduros muy yeah. maduros that remember me a la you know when tienes muchos frutos rojos bien maduros vas a todo eso hasta incluso no sé si lo mezclas como como un ponche you know oh yeah yeah okay yeah I can at, see the, that. at the first yeah. you know yeah. And then it also has like. And a, at the end, it's como que ya te trae like un poquito la parte like de la madera. Almost like blackberries. I love blackberries. Yeah. So I kind of taste a little bit of blackberry uh -huh. as well. And, but at the beginning, you do taste that sweetness. Then a little, then it 
kind of dissipates into, like I said, a little bit of, not a super sweet blackberry, but like, uh -huh. a, like a medium mm. blackberry, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, taste. yeah, yeah, not tan fermentada, yeah. super madura, yeah, 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 but this is a very totally different Cabernet. I would like one day to do a tasting Cabernet from Valle, from different type of wineries and from here. And we're going to see how the characteristics or the personality of each different Cabernet. Yeah. But I think one of the things that Cabernet represents a lot, it's the pepper. Yeah. Lo primero que yeah. Resalta. Es como que, ah. Yeah, because you can, I yeah. can actually, you can still smell it, but you don't taste yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Deberías hacer un uh, blind tasting con este cabernet y le preguntas a la gente. Nobody would ever guess. Nobody would ever guess. You know, that's a good idea for the dinner. Yeah. 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 What yeah. do you think this is? And they will say it's a port. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or este, ¿cómo se llama? No, un, un Riesling, el Riesling is too sweet. Oh, yeah. yeah Riesling no. is very sweet. Or Jerez is too sweet, too. Yeah. You know how no one had done no, Riesling. Tal vez un Lambrusco, I think some of will say. Like it's Probably. I could see that. Or like... Lo que pasa que tiene que ver la cantidad de los grados bricks de la cantidad de azúcar. Mm. Tienen que ser muy altas para agarrar una. ¿Cómo se dice? I've never had a Riesling like straight from Germany. Have you read? I had, I had. Oh no. Estos son caros. Esos vinos son muy expensive. Muy, muy, muy expensive. Sorry, I'm Mexican. <laughs> no, este. Somebody's yeah. trying to show off his worldliness. <laughs> no, Racing is a. Yo creo que le gana a los Opor y a los Jerez. Son vinos. De los dulces. Sí. Pero son vinos. Hay unos de Javalar Barrels, con mucha barrica, mucho potencial y son buenísimos. You know. I, I was going to say wrestling, but it's not a wrestling. It was a Jerez de Cantos. It was one of the winery. Make one of that. Do they still have it? I don't know if they still have it, but... In this moment, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh -huh. I'm not sure if they still have it. I forgot her name, so... I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I named them just different. like mamas. Hi, mamas. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, hey, girl. So, yeah. Each winery had to have their, their dogs. And then there was this one black lab, and we grew up with black labs. She went all to the waterfall, and they're like, oh, yeah, she comes up. And I wanted to bring her home so bad because she was so sweet. And I was like, I'm never going to see this dog again. And when we were leaving, she found me. It was like Aww. she knew I was leaving. She Aww. found me to say goodbye. She wanted her to take her. I know. I wish I could have. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Uh, I have dogs, too. I don't have kids, but I have dogs. Same. My I have kids. a pit and a... I have a pit bull, too. I have, no, mine is Reynolds. Oh. A Reynolds, and then I have a mix. I don't know how it came, but I know it's a mix. A granddad is with the pit bull. Oh, wow. Yeah. Está media rara la mix, pero, yeah. 
I don't want to be responsible for anything that needs oxygen. So no plants, no kids, no pets. <laughs> That's my rule. <laughs> She's like, I you know, can only myself. You know, sometimes... I can barely take care of myself. Sometimes I was like that as you, but I was raised with animals. So for me, like, I need to have an animal Same. in my house, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, but then I was you raised with my siblings, and that doesn't mean I want animals in my house. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was a long time we said that. Yeah. So I I know, it's because, I don't know, for me, it's like, I mean, you know, part of my family that I don't have here, so it's my, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, say. So oh, you, you mentioned you're from Zacatecas, right? Yeah, I'm from Zacatecas. Yeah, I'm from Zacatecas, but I've been here for a very long time in Valle, like 14 years. What brought you to Valle? What it bring me to Valle, you know, I used to live in Arizona. I graduated from high school. I went to college for criminal justice. Oh, I did summer school. You know how you get credit points yeah. and, you know, if you do summer school? So, yeah. So I graduated from high school and then went to college. When they started to sign me for what I was going to do, the career and everything, I was in legal in the States. So they're like, you can continue to do you're school. You're never illegal. You're a human. You're not illegal. You're just undocumented. Undocumented. Uh, that was, a, yeah, that's right. That's the word. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, I should say it like that. Okay. So uh, I was like, I couldn't continue doing school, you know? So by that time, my parents, my family, we, everybody, we used to live in the States. And in those times, my family from size of my dad, they used to, well, they own restaurants, Mexican restaurants, and my dad was helping one of my uncle. So he's like, you know what? A lot of laws, they came into the immigrants, and they, everybody started going, you know, different parts of, of, of size of Arizona, and everything went down. So we had to come back to Mexico. And I was like, ah, I don't want to go back to Mexico because I was very young to the States, you know? I thought my whole life it was going to be in the States. So I came back. I'm going to do a short story because a very long story. <laughs> and then I came back to Mexico, Zacatecas, where I was born. And I got over there, and I was like, for me, it was new. I was born there, but I was not raised there, you know? And I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do here? I ain't got no friends, nothing. But that time, I was 17 years old. And I was like, you know, I need friends. I need party. You know the age, you know? <laughs> so my parents, they were like, you live in my house. There's rules here, and my you house, have to my do, rules. yes, yes. I was like, you know what, I might get, you know, I might start working, and I might get independent. So no one could tell me anything. But that time, my parents were like, no, go to school, you need to finish a career, you know, like, the career that I want is not here, you know? So my mom, she like, oh, mija, I think if you do cosmetology, you know, you have your own salon, everything. I'm like, Mom, I don't even do my hair. I don't, you know, you think I'm going to do I don't like that. But you know how moms are, you know, yeah. so sweet. They want to help you and everything. So I was like, uh, I was like, no, you know, I don't like this. So I start working and over there. I'm like, I want to be independent. I want no one to tell me anything. And then I was like, you know, I can be here. I want to back to the state. So here in Tijuana, Bombaye, I have an aunt, a tia. So they're like, go two weeks with your tia, probably you like, because it's near to the States. It's, she lives in Tijuana. They told me in Tijuana, not in Valle. So 14 <laughs> years ago, this is what now Valle was it. So now when I got to Tijuana, I called my tia, oh, your tia, I'm right here in, in Tijuana. So where, where do you live? Send me your address, you know? Like, oh, mija, you still have to do like an hour. I was like, okay, probably the other side because it's a big city. Yeah. You know, so we we're you're driving everything. And then when we passed Rosarito and Porto Nuevo, I was like, you know, this is not Tijuana. <laughs> you know, where, where, where is it, you know? 
So when I got to the Valle, it was crazy. I was like, oh my God, what did I did to pay this? You know, because 10 years ago, 14 years ago, Valle was not this. Yeah. Payrolls, the winers are crazy. I was like, you know what? I want to go back to the States. So I got my parents, they're dedicated or they're plant a lot of beans, corn, they're farmers. So I'm the oldest one of the family. And my parents, they always, my, especially my dad, he like, I want someone to help me with the lands. There's four, one, no, there's four, four girls and one boy. I'm the oldest one. Everybody got their own things. They don't want to work in the fields and things. I was like, for me, I don't want to work in the fields. You know, when do you have yeah. a career? So my dad is like, if you have a career about agronomia, agronomy, you get good pay. I'm like, nah, I don't want to work in the fields, you know? For me, that's not good and everything. And my dad, he's like, I want you to guys help me here in the land because one day we're going to pass away. Who's going to be here? And I'm like, nah, that, you know, this is not for me. So when I came over here, I started working in this winery, MEB. Probably you guys hear about yeah. MEB. I started working there because of my English. Como dijo Celia, my English is not good, but, <laughs> you know, I started working there. And then... um. I, I started learning about the vines because you have to learn about vines and process the wine. Yeah. When you present the wine, you have to tell them about that, you know? So there was a lot of things that my parents would show me in the lands, and I was like, oh, yeah, Dad, you know, they're doing these things because of the bacteria or, you know, the soil and things like that. And he's like, keep going, Mija, you know? You're going to like it and everything. He wanted you to learn the land, yeah. and you ended up learning and I learned, about like, the Yeah, so <laughs> I got it too much in the passion of the wine while they were doing being part of a, a bottle, when it comes back to the bottle, lo que hay dentro, detrás de ese vino, all that work, and then when we show you guys, it's like, oh, you know, for me, that's very like, special. Part of that. Yeah, it's like, no, you know, I had to stay here. So now I've been here for 14 years. Wow. Yeah, 14 years working on this, being on this business, and now I have the opportunity to be this new project, and for me, it's all very interesting because this is how I start. Uh -huh. At first, when it was like very something small, so very petite, you know? That's when I was hearing early. I like the passion that I have to make all this wine, no? Yeah. So for me, it's like, I love it. So imagine, get paid what you love, that's easy, you know? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I love it, I love it so much. So I was like, yeah. So that's what I, now I'm here in, in Valle, so I love it. Yeah. Well, we're happy yeah. you are. Yes, 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 yes. Enjoying wine, drinking with nice people, meeting people, and so on. Wait, talk, talk about, because I know the Nebbiolo wine, right? Yeah, there's gold medals. Well, we have this one. It was in New York, the Nebbiolo. And then we have one for Tempranillo, the Tempranillo you guys try. It, it was very interesting because there's a competition here in Ensenada called Ensenada Tierra del Vino, where they compete a lot of wineries from different states from different parts of the world. We send uh, the Tempranillo, we're like, oh, we see how it's set. Because sometimes, you know, if, when you have gold medals or whatever, a winner, our people check that part, and, you know, they want to look what you're doing, you know? So like, okay, we're going to send Tempranillo. We're going to see how it goes. And we never thought we want to, what's it called? It was a gold medal. Yeah, a gold medal. So for us, we were very surprised. And here in Mexico, we want the, the medal. And then we have the Nebbiolo, but this is a uh, silver medal in uh, New York. Yeah, we also too, we're, there's this revista, no sé, magazine, very top magazine here in Mexico called Scava. Can I smell the brandy? Yeah, if you guys could try it, we're gonna try it if you guys want to. Oh, yes. Yeah, why not? Well, look, Mario's like, yeah. <laughs> you, like, you like brandy? Oh, wow. I do Or cognac, that they call them. I yeah. bought a bottle last time. Yeah. Oh, it smells so good. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't smell like too much. Cognac is uh, from that one region of France, though, right? Yeah. 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 
Because I only right, have here, I'm Yeah, we're gonna try this one. We have two barrels here. <laughs> two type of different barrels. Um, this is called T5 barrel. This is a regular Thompson barrel, French oak barrel. But this is what I know right now is one of the best barrels here. El Roble, the wood, is very different to this one. So right now we're doing a difference. Same branding, but different barrels. So, so what we're doing... You're going to get different tastes from What them. we're doing, uh, we're doing a taste. Here we have some... Oh, we're putting them up. Oh, my God. That looks like moonshine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we, we have some brandy here, but we add some... You see some little wood things here? Uh-huh. We add little chips like toast. This is French heavy toast to see how it tastes. So we're doing right now, we're mixing one, we're gonna put one in each different barrel, and we're gonna see how it goes to, we're gonna leave it about two, three years, so. The brandy that you guys are going to try, we only make very small production, so it's a limited, a limited production. The barrel, it's 125 liters, so it's, it's very, very small. Yeah. So this one is finished, but if we're not ready in two or three years, we have to wait until this is finished, ready, yeah. So we're gonna have them right now, those those barrels there. Yeah. So right now we're doing we're gonna pour that inside with the uh, different toast. See? Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy. This is our so so yeah, we're checking, you know, examples to see how it it goes. How it tastes. But as you see the color is very different. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, with toast and without toast. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, a ver, ¿qué vamos a probar? Oh, you guys want to rinse it? Yeah. Also, too, we have water behind those bottles. If you guys want to have some water, you're welcome to. Okay, so you, the brandy, right? It tastes a little like it smells a little bit like honey, too. I feel like the more I smell, the more I'm like, oh, yeah, I started to identify smells better. Yeah, this is a gold brandy. We live more time, like three years, three, four years in barrel. That's good. At first, you and I'm not a big brandy person either. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Me neither, and I bought a bottle last time. Yeah, she loves it so much. Uh -huh. You might think it's like, ah, so strong, porque al principio, como lo que hueles. Digo, tienes esa presencia de la madurez de un brandy, tienes la presencia, como habías mencionado, la, la, la miel, lo tostado. And sometimes we think it's gonna be a little bit like, you know, strong mm -hmm. and heavy, but uh, it's a brandy you could drink it without anything. It's, it's a easy. good sipping brandy easy. for easy. sure. Like, yeah. it's good. Yeah, that's really good. Oh, the, the olive oil? Yeah. And the, and the olive oil. Everything. Everything. Mi gente, this place, you need to come. Yeah, come to Valle, come down. Don't be afraid. It's a very peaceful place. So if people nice want to come places. down, because it's reservations only, 
Mm-hmm. How do they come here and how do they make reservations for me? Okay, there's, we're only working right now by reservation because I want you to guys have a personal attention. Also, too, because of the spa. I mean, you guys are seeing the spa that we have. We want people to enjoy our wine. We don't have it open as a public. But if you guys, one day, you guys will be welcome to be here. You guys, you guys could get it in our social media and call Vino, Sea Calvinos on Instagram or Facebook. Or also, you could contact with me, Brenda, my number, but the area code is Mexico, but if you're coming from the States, plus 52, 646-236-4591. And make sure to tell them the wine that she's missing. <laughs> <laughs> or either you could send an email at gmail.com. And we'll put all that in the show notes and on YouTube as well. So Yeah, great, great. So you could guys have the information. And for us, it would be glad to come, you guys, to see what we're doing. And, you know, if you want to do a wine route here in Valle, Guadalupe, I recommend you guys, if it's your first time coming down to Valle, I recommend you guys, like, if you guys want to do a big winery, medium winery, and do a small winery. So you could see a difference in those type of wineries. And, oh, my God, you're going to go with a very, a very surprised what they're doing. And yeah. Brenda even said she's all about sharing the love. So if you're not sure where to go, yeah. I'm sure she'll be more than happy to give yes, yes. recommendations. But as long as you come here. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't come here, she's not giving you recommendations. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've been, like I said, I've been in the industry for 14 years. So good thing I know a lot of people uh, here in, uh, in Valle. We're very friends each other and everything. We would like to recommendation to give you a recommendation to different wineries. Very nice, but it's a place totally for sure. You guys got to come here to this area. Yeah, very excited. Well, we want we want to get the tour of everything else, but I'm excited that we did this tastings and they were so they were really good. I can't wait till those are ready, so yeah. we can have some of those. I can't wait to be able to try this. I'm there. The everything was, yeah, the sarape. I mean, everything was so good. What was your favorite? What's your favorite one? I really like the Nebbiolo, but I have to say that my favorite from here is the Cap Cabernet uh, because I usually don't like caps, but this one is very different. It's unique. Mm-hmm. So since I, I shared the last time I came here and people have been asking me, I always say, oh, you have to try their Cabernet. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's always the Nebbiolos. What was your favorite, Mario? The Cap. The Cap? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cat was a little sweet. I thought it was good. It was a little sweet for mm-hmm. me. So if you don't like caps, try you have to try this cap because it is very, very different. I am very much of that old school. Like, I mm. like my big, bold, bold heavy, dry, yeah. heavy caps. Yeah. I'm going to say, I think just because I love a, my favorite snack is popcorn or cheese. <laughs> so you like so, the... Lambrusca? Yeah, I think the yeah. Lambrusca or or the um, Tempranillo. Those are my favorites. <laughs> the really you know, I think these wines are very different. Very different each ones, but, you know, como que tenemos para todo. Yeah. We don't have to, we have yeah. to for everyone, you I know? love the Lambrusca because it is so, like, it's just a very good, like I said, popcorn wine. Yeah. It's something that I could just, like, I wouldn't even have to think about it. I could just pop it open. And, yeah. But, and I love the smokiness of the Tempranillo. Like, I really liked this, have, like, I liked the smokiness of that. So I think that's why I really like that one, too. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, you guys. Very, always a pleasure. For me, it's a pleasure to have you guys Oh, my God. Thank you for, and, and for having us. And, and sharing everything. Sharing here. the wine and sharing the story. Yes. Sharing everything. I think it's, especially Valle is still a, 
a part that people are still getting to know and learn about and, and everything. But I always think it's so important that you have these very, very large wineries, right, that everybody goes to, that everybody, you know, they get their Instagram photos and whatever. But if you're somebody who really appreciates winemaking, somebody who really appreciates good wine, it's so, so important to go to some of the smaller wineries. Because like how we were talking at the beginning about, you know, the love and the attention to detail that you get with the smaller vintners. Sometimes you don't always get with the larger vintners. Mm -hmm. Obviously, <clears throat> the larger productions, the more people, the more everybody kind of does their own thing. Like, it's just, I think it's so important to have that experience of the big being yeah. small. So Yeah, the passion of what they're doing. Right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So, muchísimas gracias, Brenda. No, so al contrario, excited. gracias, gracias, very gracias, nice. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wine and Chisme podcast. For more information on today's guest, please see the show notes for links to websites and social media channels. You can check out all things Wine and Chisme on our website, thewineandchismepodcast.com. There, you will find the names of wines I drink each episode as well as additional information on me, the podcast, and you can even apply to be a guest straight from there. You can also find us on social media at The Wine and Chisme on Instagram and at The Wine and Chisme Podcast on Facebook. Remember, if you want to hear more Wine and Chisme, please subscribe, rate, and review. Five-star ratings are appreciated and those positive reviews are appreciated even more. Until next time, saludos.